Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet, far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outweigh fam. Amy here. And my expert for the next three weeks is Hannah Ellis. Hey, Hannah. Hi. Now, Hannah is the owner of Hannah Ellis Skincare. Yep, it's me. <laughs> and I got to say, I'm I'm not with you in person, even though you are here in Nashville. But I'm looking through you on Zoom and you are radiant and <laughs> glowing and you also are about to give birth to a baby. Literally, baby could pop anytime. Um, I'm like, it could be pregnancy sweat. You don't know, but we're we're shiny in here. We're we're part of the Dewey family. Yeah, I'm I'm here for the Dewey. And yeah, it'd be great if you go into labor during the podcast, that'd be <laughs> We really did it. You know, it was just, I was doing this podcast and it all happened. (laughs) Then it came. And I'm excited to have you on to talk about the effects of eating disorders on our skin. I think that this is a very interesting topic and not one that we have really covered. So let's talk about eating disorders and disordered eating and how it affects our skin. Why is this something that you're passionate about? 
I feel really fortunate. Like my mom, she was always so good at talking about food and feeding us and making sure we all like me and my sister, like had pretty positive body image references for ourselves. But when I stepped out into the world and when I became an esthetician, like you're just like aware that people kind of like have eating disorders or something. And I I mean, I just knew it like, like as if it was in the movies, like, oh my God, people have bulimia and anorexia. And I thought it was like these extremes, but when you start consulting with women, especially every day, and you're hearing them talk about themselves, I'm meeting with people and asking them about their lives, asking them about their health history and whatever. And they are repeatedly saying the same things to you. I just started to notice these common things where people are associating like how they look with like how they eat and the way they're talking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people have like really messed up views of how they're eating and views of just of themselves. I just started to notice the consistencies and I was like, this is super messed up. And in my first real year of being an esthetician, it took a toll on me because I started to be like, should I like care about this stuff? Like, should I be watching how much of X, Y, and Z that I eat? Like I never have. I uh, What I know about skin, it doesn't really matter as much as people probably think it does what we're eating. I started to hear those words and put them on myself. And I was like, hold on, this something's like really wrong here. Like I can't start internalizing these thoughts because it was starting to give me like weird thoughts around food. Oh no, it absolutely makes sense. Like I've been guilty of being that person. I can say with 100% certainty that I would have been a client that maybe sat in your chair mm. or laid on your table. And as you're working on me, I'd be like, ugh. I don't know what's going on. I just, yes, I ate this or ate that. And that's what's causing this. And yeah. it was my birthday or I was celebrating that. Like you had to have a reason to right. have X, Y, Z. But society has made that type of talk acceptable. And I feel as though your upbringing is an exception. Yeah. Because what a gift to not have had that that brainwash in you early on. Yeah. But it is a bummer how easily it can transfer off to people. And in such an oh, innocent yeah. way, you're just there trying to do your job doing skincare, but then you're going home and then second guessing what you're eating or what yes. you're doing. And I would have passed that on to you as an esthetician. I know that's something my sister shares. She never had food labeled as good or bad and we grew up mm-hmm. in the same household. But okay. somehow I did because I was exposed to dieting younger She was a lot older by the time it was brought into our house, so it didn't affect her as much. And so then as adults, when I was in the thick of my eating disorder, I would make her feel shame. And she would be like questioning, should I feel bad about eating this cake? (laughs) But I didn't mean to. Right. I just didn't realize that it isn't always just those extremes like in the movies or in TV or where people have like these extreme eating disorders that it's like little stuff that hangs with you. It's these thoughts. It's these things that kind of consume how you dictate what you're doing in your life and how you're eating and how you feel about yourself that were constantly being brought up. And I started to be like, whoa, it's insidious the way it like creeps in and then just starts to like loop in your brain. Like sometimes I have clients who are like downright beautiful and I know they're like expressing all of their like issues to me or whatever, but I'm like looking at them like you're beautiful and you think this way so should I. So I did some research on, you know, like, is this even really related? Is there actually causation between your skin and the food that you're eating or not eating? And 
I really got passionate about it. And then I met Kat and it was funny because I was already like dealing with this. And then Kat became like a good like friend client of mine. And I swear there was like must have been like smoke coming out from under the door of her treatments because it was just like we would meet and we would just like explode like great conversation and whatnot. But like I was like, oh, here's a person who like gets it. So I think I just became super passionate that you were like, no, you can get results in your skin, but without dieting, without restriction, without certain goals of like having to eat certain things. And then I also started to learn like what to look for too. And unfortunately, I see it a lot in my brides. So they'll come to me or I've been seeing them for years and then they get engaged. And then all of a sudden I'm like, where are you getting all this like acne? Like what is happening? You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh my God, did you start a diet? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? They're like, yeah, I've been like doing this whole other diet thing. I started this like crazy workout plan. And I'm like, your face is so inflamed. This isn't good. Like something's wrong. And I can see it in somebody before they even admit to me that they've started doing anything differently. I almost always know if someone started eating differently than they have. And I would have to kind of like lightly ask, you know, I can't like probe or be judgy about it, but I'm like, Hey, are we doing anything different? (laughs) Your skin is looking really stressed out. And honestly, that's what it is, is that you start to put your body in this like place of stress when you're like restriction in a restricting mode. And then, you know, that stress leads to cortisol being released. Cortisol leads to like acidity in the body. Acidity leads to inflammation and inflammation leads to acne. It can lead to pigment being created and more stress. And then, you know, cycles just circulate. It keeps going and going. Well, so now that you're equipped with this knowledge and you had some clients, obviously, that said stuff to you that then led to you questioning yourself, but then it led to you being like, nope, I'm not falling for this. I'm going to do some research here. And, you know, you took your power back. How do you now help clients with that? If someone were to lay down and say a certain thing, like, do you have protocol now that you do? Because like you said, it's hard. You can't, there's only so much maybe you can say, but do they know that you're someone that they can come to for, hey, how do, what's going on? How can I navigate this? For sure. So the first thing that I will always say, especially if it's like the first time I'm meeting a client is that we like don't have to talk about diet here. Like you never have to feel bad for what you're eating. Myself and my team get people results without any restriction or without any like food guides or anything. But if you're concerned about that, or if you feel like you have food sensitivities or allergies that are like directly relating to like, when I eat this, I see this in my skin. I'm like, that is cause for like seeing a nutritionist, a registered dietitian, somebody whose license is actually meant to help you guide you through like those types of symptoms. But that we don't have to feel bad in our bodies here. Don't come in. You don't have to come in here and apologize. You know what I mean? For anything, we're going to give you an outline, a plan for what I know works, but like that has nothing to do with what you're eating at home. Like we're just going to leave that out of it completely. I think you had an episode on like, what do you say? Like it was maybe aimed around like Thanksgiving time or something. Like what do you say at the table? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of like stuff like that when someone is kind of saying something a little triggering to somebody who might have had an eating disorder or just like maybe I didn't have one but I would just be like oh I don't talk about my body like that you don't have to say that about yourself it's okay I try to say it with a smile I mean of course I have a mask on but I hope it comes across as kind where you're just like oh no you don't have to feel like that in here
If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in the United States experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many people with mental health needs fail to receive the treatment and support necessary to elevate their quality of life. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. Born out of one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Carillon Behavioral Health believes that behavioral health is a key part of whole health. With 40-plus years of experience and 115,000 in-network providers, they understand the power of meaningful connection and compassionate care, treating physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health is there to not only help individuals in need, but caregivers, parents, and communities, so everyone comes out stronger on the other side. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're laying the the ground rules for like, hey, yeah, you're welcome here, but I'm not going to let you talk about yourself that way. That's not how we talk about things here. And this is a safe space for you. Yeah. I feel as though that people that are coming to see you for skincare, even with that simple statement, when they walk in the door, they're leaving with so much more. In the skincare industry, I do find a lot of people are practicing outside of their scope and trying to give diet advice. I think it comes from like good intention because they're like, oh, let's like reduce inflammation as much as much as possible. You know, I get it. I see it. But the research behind like the causation of like these foods equals X or something like the correlation doesn't equal causation there. 
there's not a lot of backed up data between like certain foods and acne or certain certain foods and, and pigmentation. Like it really is not as like researched and proven as it seems to be on Instagram, especially because there's all these people like saying it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And I think it's really different to come across a skin practice that like is actually like, nope, we're just like not going to talk about that. I hope that is kind of what sets my practice and the estheticians that I train apart a little bit in that like you can come here and be completely safe. The whole point is that you are getting results driven skincare in like a nurturing and safe environment and not just like on the outside because we have like cute marketing or like plants everywhere. I mean, seriously, like I'm not going to let you talk about your body like that. We're just going to take care of you here. That's literally it. I saw some quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it now, and I don't even remember who said it, but I was reading something and it was like, oh, if we just talk to ourselves, like we talk to our best friends, mm. gosh, was it yeah. maybe Meghan Markle? I might be completely butchering yeah. that, but it's something along the lines of that. Just, she's like, imagine how awesome we would be because we want to pump our best friends up. We don't want our best friends to talk down about each other or like as a mom, mm -hmm. how would you talk to your daughter? Right. And Unfortunately, some of this conversation, because we grew up talking a certain way, we talk about things nonchalantly like, oh, don't eat that. That's sugar. That's going to be bad for your face. Or oh, do, 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 don't, don't eat that because oh, yeah. we grew up with it. And then we just regurgitate it. But I will say, whoever came up with the whole thing that, yeah, what you eat is going to show up on your skin. And like you said, it's not as well researched as we would think. Yeah. I would have put money otherwise because... It is what you hear all the time. It's the loudest, at least. Mm -hmm. And so that's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky not to fall into it because, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound too negative, but like if you're like not seeing results in clearing your blemishes or getting certain results, some professionals like estheticians, I think they get frustrated and they're like, well, are you still like drinking soda every day or something? And then you're like, I like think that can be really toxic in this industry. I feel like it is where you start scrambling because the professional might like not know what the next step is because they're they've reached their like level of education at it. I wonder if they're like, well, I'm going to start just like saying like, well, it's on the client then. You know what I mean? It's not on me to like try and find another route or another alternative treatment for this client. It makes me think about how we have believed because doctors have made us believe that body size equals health and oh, yeah. weight equals health and how, I mean, we've had doctors here on Outweigh that have said, no, absolutely not. And I would never treat a client that way. I would never have them come in with one particular ailment and then just try to tell them to lose weight. Yeah. Well, you need to lose weight first before we like even do any work or like see check hormones or any of that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But then why is it so common? You know, like it just even in the industry, even with doctors, I just feel like we come across so many doctors that are like saying exactly that. Oh, well, you should lose like X amount before we're going to run any of these tests or whatever. I'm like, run, red flag, get a second opinion. Like it's kind of the same in the skin industry a little bit too. And I, I think it's just like a lack of education or, you know, professionals re reaching a limit at what their level of access is to certain treatments and how far they can go with it. So I don't really think it comes out of malice or anything. They're probably in it too. They have like believe those things for themselves. Yeah. And so when you're training estheticians, this is something that you put at the forefront so you make sure to pass it along? 
Yeah. Most of them have had a past with disordered eating. I feel like it's just so common. Most estheticians had a skin condition at one point. <laughs> and that's how we kind of find ourselves in this in- industry because we have a passion for it because we're like, oh my God, I struggled with my skin and then I figured it out and here's how I did it and I want to help other people, right? That's how I got into this. And so along with all of that, people are like, oh, well, I tried restricting my diet and doing X, Y, Z. So I do find that a lot of estheticians have their own experience with disordered eating as well. And I think it feels like we all kind of get it in that sense. So I really actually look for people who understand that already and already have that empathy because they're going to be a good fit in my practice, if that makes sense from the start. Because if I have to be like, don't say that, like, then maybe we're not on the same page. Everybody would, uh, we do not make food suggestions or restriction, restrictive suggestions. And we have a list of registered dietitians and nutritionists in the Nashville area that we hand out to like everybody. If you're like this, if you're really concerned about this, here's where you can go. And so I would like to hear a little bit more of your story of how you got into skincare because you mentioned that, it was, yeah. you know. I know, I feel a-, like a little backwards. We've been just like <laughs> jumping all into no, it. No, but we can, um, we can do that on episode two. So sure. we'll break that down next Saturday. But I love that you're doing things differently. And hopefully this will start to pick up and that we can just get to a place no matter what. I just keep picturing the girls laying down. We immediately just start trying to make excuses for ourselves mm-hmm. and all the labeling food as good and bad, but food has nothing to do with being good oh, or yeah. bad. So I love that you're a part of that story, even though, yeah, you're not a registered dietitian, but you're working with mostly women, I assume, yeah. every day. And this type of stuff affects men as well. Definitely. But I love how conscious you are. Even before we started recording, I kind of thought, well, with all your wisdom, you probably know some nutrients that are good for us to have or some foods that are like, oh, your skin loves this. Like it's very like an avocado. I don't know. I'm not in skin health. So I'm just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. But I love that you're like, oh, we really don't like to make food suggestions because I don't want anybody (laughs) to get tripped up on like, oh, now all I can have is avocados. And that's why I like to have the experts on because I am in a place of recovery. So now I want to use things as is information for me, but I know that a lot of people listening may not be exactly where I am. And I used to listen to any little thing and I would grab onto it and then I would use it to fit into my orthorexia, my my little box of foods that I was only allowed. And I would only eat those foods and it got so restrictive and yeah, again, probably caused me so much more stress. Yeah. I got one of those blood tests done or whatever to tell me what foods that were going to cause inflammation in me, I guess, so that I was sensitive to. Yep. And some of the stuff that showed up on my severe, I really enjoyed. And then because they were on my severe, I completely cut them out. And it caused me so much stress because I think speaking of avocados, I love mm-hmm. avocados and I love mm-hmm. guacamole and I no longer could have them, but I could have cashews. So I okay. ate cashews all day long and I ate way more cashews than I ever have you eaten. Would ever need to. <laughs> like, I don't, I could, if I never see a cashew again, I'm, I'm going to be good because yeah. during that season, which I had my eating disorder had a lot of different little seasons, but this was my blood test season. And it was crazy how I looked at it. Like it was the Bible. It's yeah, these you are facts. Use, mm-hmm. Yeah. You use that information to like validate your 
confirmation bias, right? To be like, oh, see, I shouldn't eat this, that, and this, and the other. And if I just like am good and do these three things, then like my skin will be perfect or my body will look perfect or I'll have this and then I'll finally be happy. You know, it always like leads down to deeper right. stuff and there, too. There's no way that you yeah, or I sitting here on this podcast can guarantee that for anybody because everybody's bodies are so different. So I just wanted to acknowledge your wisdom and that you're legit, the real deal. Cause I definitely wasn't testing you by any means, but I was just kind of curious about things that our skin might like. And you're like, Oh, I try to stay away from that. And I'm, I, I completely respected that. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. I felt like I was like, okay, I don't want to like jump into it too hard or be like, Amy, we're not going to talk about that. But I felt like you were like, I just, you know, maybe there are some good things we can eat that are like good for your skin. And I'm like, of course there are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we <laughs> I don't, don't need to mention that. I don't know if we need to like list it. I mean, you're not wrong. Avocados might have things that are inflammatory to some people, but there's lots of essential fatty acids and that's good for you. I don't know. I'm not a nutritionist, not a registered dietitian, but it's like, you know, you're, you're not wrong. I know what you're looking for when people say stuff like that. Well, what can I eat that is better for me? I'm like, I feel like that is like intuitive to you. And like, also that's not always fair to say because sometimes people really aren't trained to like be intuitive around food about like what's good for them, what's not. So I'm sorry, but I did say this earlier to you, vitamins A, C, E, antioxidants, omegas, like it's, it's just the, it's the easy stuff that you're like, I can eat this and it's good. And I can also like have a burger and expect that, you know, there's beta carotene and antioxidants in the tomato and there's green and the lettuce and, you know, it's a whole bat, like you get every, you get things from everything. So I don't mean to demonize or like say you have to focus on XYZ either. I think we're getting enough in our diets. Intuitive eating, that's something everyone's on their own journey to figure out what that looks like for them. And when we've spent, you know, for me, decades completely going against anything our body's telling us and us trying to control it so much, it is difficult to kind of take the steering wheel again and be like, oh, I can do this. Yes. And it just takes time. And I never thought I would get there, but I feel as though I'm getting there as mm-hmm. I'm in my recovery and I feel it. So I can offer at least that hope yeah. for people that it is overwhelming at first to think, or just to think, oh, well, maybe that's other people can do it, but I cannot. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to believe in yourself that you can learn to trust yourself, not even just when it comes to food decisions. I think we have a hard time trusting ourselves with a lot of decisions. Yeah. As we were just talking about it, I just, I feel guilty for saying intuitive so much just because I know so many people like really like your disordered eating can really like detach you from that intuitiveness and even trusting yourself. So if you need help with that, you know, that's what your nutritionist is for. That's what your registered dietitian is for to help you kind of gauge what are these things that I like that, that I like to have, or I don't mean to be like, Oh, you know, you know, what's good for you. Like, it's fine. It's easy. I don't mean for it to sound like that. Um, I just meant like someone can guide you back to those kinds of listening to your body kind of stuff. But what I meant is that it's definitely less about like, you gotta like not eat certain things and eat these other things. And I just, I don't like any of that. Yeah. Well, I thank you for being a safe place for people to come and 
get glowing skin. Now you're the owner of Hannah Ellis Skincare. We talked about that on Instagram. You're at the Nashville Esthetician and hannahellisskincare.com is where people can find out all the details. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking with us about disordered eating and how it can affect or not affect our, our, it does affect our skin, but food in general, how it can affect or not affect our skin. And Hannah will be back for the next two weeks. We'll see you then. Amazing. See you then. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.